care for your digestive health with Nutrilife Probiotic 50 Billion 60s from Chemist Warehouse, now 29.49. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. This time, it's enough on it, Santner. Similar stroke to what Bravo played just previously. Santner, had to bring on the golf swing to your batting Mitch. This matchup. Oh, he's stepping through. Natai. No, Jordan Natai is on fire. Let me do it. That's not. Oh no! Double it up again, Jordan Natai with another three. Forty-seven as a crack. Ninety-one. Jordan Natai with the, coming up on the performance of the season. Yes, give it up. That's right. SENZ is your place to hear the summer of cricket domestically and internationally. Yesterday, the big announcement on Smithy's show and Ian Stockley Smith with the dust off the cobwebs and get his cricketing voice gone because him and Dan McCarty will be very, very busy heading into the summer. But I hope you enjoyed that news. Hey, summer cricket, live here on SNZ. That's what we love to do for you, our wonderful listeners. Get Bring you all the sport and action from all our favourite sports that we love to support and watch. And it's a big good morning to you up there in Auckland. And Tamaki Makoto cares in the kitchen. you got Karen in the hot seat for Aroha. And you got Mr. Ricardo Ball and Tony Kemp. How you doing, lads? Yeah, good, thanks, Sizzy. Good morning, brother. Atsumari. It's a, uh, a chilly day up here in Tamaki Makoto, and uh, it must be chilly down there because you've got your hoodie on this morning out there <laughs> in your pool house. It's busy, mate. It's like a train. It's like a train station in here this morning. Five o'clock. Mm. Quite a few people walking it's a train around. Train when you roll in, Tony. <laughs> I tell you what, get on it, get on it. It's uh, going. It's going to go full speed ahead today. Because um, I had a good think about it yesterday. Is when I got home about the All Blacks game. I know we got the good news. Are you news. on the train again, Kempi? I was just listening to you talking to Andy Thompson, and I'm thinking, is this Tony Kemp? Has he got one leg on? No, bleed black. The All Blacks train. Bleed black, brother. You know that's my team. <laughs> Ricardo over there, oh. the, the chameleon Ricardo, look, looking at me look sideways. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, mate, like, I really I spat out my coffee. I really enjoyed Saturday night, eh? Like, I went along and uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little bit about Saturday. I, I, I do a, a gig for for Joe Stanley and Julian. Yeah, they got about sixty odd people that come along, and they have a you know, it's a really good uh, afternoon. They've done, been doing it for a while. 
and you uh, just MC for them and and talk to the the punters and you know real good um, bunch of blokes you know a few few boys come from Taranaki and stuff like that and uh, he talked me into coming to the game because normally I do it and then you know I don't, I don't head to the game but he talked me into coming to the game and and doing a post match and uh, I'm really glad I went to the game because I got a you know. It's different when you're talking about something and you're watching it on TV all the time. And I realised that when I was sitting in the crowd and just got a real feel for all the people that were there. Like, uh, it was at at capacity, Mount Smart. I don't think they could handle too many more people there uh, that they had on Saturday night. Like, you're walking around, it was really crowded. You know, people were, you know, because it's not Eden Park and they haven't got the, the... that midsection where you can walk through the grandstand and all the way around and trying to find their seats and all that. But when everyone sat down and the the game got started, the music started playing and all that sort of stuff, it was such a good atmosphere. And then the game for me was like the real highlight because I actually got mm. to see firsthand what we've been talking about. And I, I got I got to say, it, it changed my mindset. Like my mindset mm. at the end of the game was, man, I've actually got a really like start to think and talk about this a little bit um, with a bit more of an analytical eye because I'm missing out so so much stuff. So when you're watching on TV, one thing you you don't get when you're watching telly is you don't get caught what's called the eagle cam. And the eagle cam view is from the top of the grandstand that looks down over the pitch and you see all the movement, you know. And there is, I'll tell you what, in a game of rugby, so people are saying, oh, you know, like it's, it's stop start and they're rucking them all in. Hell no. There is movement everywhere. Like, you know, mm. you can see why Will Jordan goes through the line, mate. You know, because you get guys caught out of position. Defensive coaches would have to work really, really hard on their defensive strategies when you've got, like, Richie Mwonga stood next to two front rowers and a lock and a flanker in your line. And in, in rugby league, we don't sort of have that. Um, issue because we got guys you got your middles, you get edges. We got the blokes standing in the same spot 85% of the time, you know. But in rugby union, you go from one side to the other. When they switch it back, you ain't got a back line, you got a bunch of forwards and a flanker sitting on a sideline. And I'm like, going, wowee, this is really difficult to de- uh, to defend against. Hence, why Will Jordan finds so much space. So, um, that's just one example, but just the, the whole strategy around. You know, the, the one that got me, like, when I thought Ricky, uh, Rico Oani played really well, given that they've been more direct at 12 and 13, yeah? So he never got, you know, he's not getting the sweeping 13 plays, you know, like, give it to a 13, he's running into nice holes and he's drawing and passing mm-hmm. type play. He's actually playing, like, a really, really tough game, and he's got to toughen up in defence. And I, seriously, I thought his defence, along with Geordie Barrett, was outstanding, but you don't get to see that. You know, mm. because you, I know you, what you mean. You know, you're, you're watching in such a silo um, when you're looking at the telly that you're missing everything else that's mo- all the movement that's going on. So, yeah, mate, I've got to say, and uh, I'm doing an off the back fence today about the uh, the All Blacks uh, after thinking about it yesterday. Um, yeah, man, I can I can tell you right now, I am well well and truly on my number one team for the World <laughs> Cup, the All Blacks. <laughs> yes, Kempi, you heard it. Tony Kemp is on the All Blacks. I know what you mean because we had Steve Hansen on the show a while back and he spoke about league and the way it's televised. You know, you, you cut out all that walking, all the play where it's more focused on the ball. And it's similar to rugby, but, you know, playing rugby and being able to watch league live, you see a lot of players that aren't interested 
in the ball because it's all about metres, isn't it, Kempe? Getting the metres, eating up the metres in terms of league, you know, getting to your set of six and then kicking, relieving pressure. Well, in rugby, the ball and play, every player needs to be an option. You need to mm. be uh, a part of the play so you can manipulate the defence. And I think that's the biggest difference. doesn't matter what number's on your back. You've got to be in a position where you can make a difference. And uh, hearing you say that and um, and talking about the game, I think you're on the money, mate. Absolutely outstanding. And uh, there's been a lot of doubts with the All Blacks and obviously with the handling of the coaching saga, positional plays, where these players play. But after these two weeks, I think it would have been breathing a sigh of relief for a lot of Kiwis around the country. And in uh, Fozzie. We trust trust to take us to the World Cup. But Ricardo, there's another big tournament on our doorstep. The FIFA Football World Cup. Turking off. Kicking <laughs> off on Thursday. How good? Mate, how good? How good? Yeah, getting excited about this. Uh, some of well, you know, the best teams in the world, obviously, at a World Cup. 32 of them over here and, and in Australia. And, uh, yeah, it's been good to see the teams getting amongst it. Did you, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, the Spanish being welcomed into Palmy. Uh, with a with a traditional welcome and things, so they they were well and truly there. The Swiss uh, been doing a lot of uh, work in the community as well in Dunedin, so they they're getting the local kids on side to support the That's Swiss. That's cool, you know. Uh, so yeah, no, it's fantastic, man. And uh, you know, it is. I I've been talking to. Lots of people about uh, the tournament coming up and what we what we're expecting to see. I'm going to be calling a game on Friday. Actually, calling the Swiss uh, Philippines game on on Friday with Casey from the from the office here. Oh, no, um, yeah, she told me. Uh, yeah, Casey yeah. told me she's coming along and she's doing the uh, the Uncle Kimmy Uncle Kimpy for Sam Hewitt role. <laughs> she's going. She's going. <laughs> got a lot you, to live up to. Got, she goes. Have you got any, have you got any tips? And I said, Yep, they do all the talking. You just you just chip in when you want. <laughs> so yeah, mate, I, I absolutely fizzing for it. So, yeah, I can't wait. Thursday night's going to be massive at Eden Park. And, uh, you know, we've got so many games coming our way. I want to see the Americans. Yeah, the Americans will be – I mean, they've won the last two World Cups in a row. They've won four mm. now of, of eight Women's Football wow. World Cups. I mean, they're dominant, man. They're dominant. Because they do come to New Zealand, don't they? Yeah, they're here. They're already they're here. here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they've been, they're based in around Wellington. Yeah, Rapinoe's been walking around. She's the biggest superstar in the game of football. And uh, she's got a can't miss her blue hair. She stands out like a like a grain of salt. But um, mate, there's been I was listening to Karen and I was doing some reading this morning on it. Sixteen uh, New Zealand football firms tipped to make the sixteen after a data analysis online has predicted them to make fifteenth position. Mm. So they've only won four games from the last twenty four. They've never won a World Cup match, Ricardo. True. Can we make the sixteen? <laughs> If I was a betting man, I'd say no. Well, I am a betting man. I'm saying no. Um, yeah, I, I just look at who's in our group, right? So we've got the Norwegians, who we play in the first mm. game. Um, they are a very good side. They're ranked 14 high, places higher than us. Ada Hegerberg, mm. watch out for her, the striker for Norway. She's the first woman ever to win the Ballon d'Or the, for, the, for, the, mm. for the best female player in the world. Uh, she's a striker at Lyon. She's got, I was reading the stats the other day, something like plays for Lyon in the French League, which is one of the top leagues in women's football. And has won the Champions League in women's football, 158 goals in 130 odd games. Like so, she's scoring more than a goal a game. <laughs> so she is okay, absolutely so we outstanding. Put a line through Norway. We yep. beating them. We beat them in in 2019, 1-0. We lost mm. our last outing, 2022-1. So it's pretty close compared to the thrashings we're getting against USA. Yeah, well, when we played them was when uh, Yitka Klimkova first took over. 
and um, we were, we would she she turned our form around because under Thomas Amani before that we'd been a very defensive team and tried to hit teams on the break. She had us trying to play on the front foot and play going forward, and that worked really well for a while. But then I don't know what happened, but something went wrong, and all of a sudden we stopped scoring. We started conceding, and uh, that they haven't managed to turn that around. I, mean, I know they did it against Vietnam uh, that turn win, but that that turn win against Vietnam was the first win you, uh, the football ferns had had in New Zealand since 2012. <laughs> defensive strategy, yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah. and don't only- <laughs> worry about it when we get the ball. You just tackle, 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 and they've only kept all um, out attack, two- eh, Kempi? Throw the game plan out and just go out there. (laughs) Look, honestly, I'm excited because it it snuck up on us. And this is one of the biggest sporting events in our backyard and our football ferns are playing in it. Okay, we put a line through Norway. We're potentially not going to beat them. But Philippines, Switzerland. Yeah, we've we've beaten beaten the Philippines recently. Um, we should we should be too good for the Philippines. They've got a guy, Alan Stach, coaching them. who's a very good coach, but I think we should have too much for them. And uh, then the Swiss, if the Swiss stay fit, They'll be too strong. Like their, their spine, they've got a top Arsenal defender playing at the back. They've got a top Arsenal def- uh, midfielder playing in the middle, and they've got a striker who plays at Barcelona, who are the current European champions up front. So if they keep that spine together, plus a few of the other players they've got in around there, they're going to be tough to beat. So I, I, I think Switzerland and Norway go out of our uh, progress out of our group. I don't think we've got enough. Oh, come on. Come on, the football ferns. Double eight, double three. Are you heading into the games? Are you heading to support our football ferns? There is 29 games of the Football FIFA World Cup here on our shores. We're sharing it with Australia. want to know if you're going out and support. And I got invited to go this weekend, uh, this Thursday's game, with the TAB and the Entain Group. But I've got the kids because my wife's going to Melbourne. Great timing, darling. <laughs> anyway, I'll be watching it on the telly. But uh, we've got some NPC coming up as well, Kempi, and it's just snuck up on us as well. Yeah. Ranfilly Shield defence, second for Wellington. They beat Horafanua Kapiti comfortably, and they're taking on South Canterbury tomorrow. You you, you watched a bit of Shield defences back in the day, oh, Kempi. You ever head along to biggest, a Shield game? Biggest, yeah, I have. Biggest biggest game of rugby ever is uh, the Ranfilly Shield um, and Taranaki have obviously had that down there a couple of times. He, uh, yeah, I've told the story about the streaker um, way back in the early <laughs> days when we got on. You know, when one of my mates said, uh, "You know, I'm, look, I'll do a streak if Taranaki won against the great Auckland side of the uh, the late '80s," and yeah, unfortunately had to get his kit off and get across the pitch. Um, but that, uh, you know, that NPC is he I. You know, we spoke about it last week about the the demise of rugby league in this country thirty years ago. Some somewhere inside me says that you know we really should be concentrating on domestic football as opposed to Super Rugby. Um, and I I don't know whether or not this you know conversation around well it's just not um, tough enough across the board is really you know worth worth its weight. Because you're talking about an old NPC model, you know, and you've got the Super Rugby model now, but you're not talking about a new NPC model that might incorporate yeah. a, 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 t- a today view, which is which I mean like opening opening up the ghetto rule, you know. So you might open up a Pacific ghetto rule where you say, well, Australians and South Africans and all that can come and play in the NPC um, and strengthen it and make the teams better. So. Uh, the, one of the things that I think that rugby could, should should do is they should do a, like a, a study on it to see whether or not the NPC can work because it's one one way of making sure rugby survives in this country because because mm. you know like I said thirty years ago we never did that in rugby league and look where our sport is now. 
Well, Steve Henson was on our show. He spoke about it. It's, it's probably, you know, the window doesn't suit. So potentially changing the window to, to another part of the year where you can align with the north and, you know, you can get our All Blacks players resting and then playing Super Rugby, potentially not playing. Oh, look, I love I love NPC, man. I, I have a lot of appreciation for NPC. It was a stepping stone. It was a genuine pathway back when I played through to Super Rugby, through to the All Blacks. Now it's just seen as a as a tournament, as an event. And, you know, that's that's sad. But Ranfilly Shield, I was lucky enough to play in a couple of Ranfilly Shield games and won it off Counties Monaco. Obviously, 2015, bad year for me, but shining positive out of it was I got to play in the Ranfilly Shield and got to witness and be a part of it and what its aura and the aura that it holds, mate. So, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of appreciation. NPC, we've got Tamati Allison coming up uh, later on in the show because they're taking on South Canterbury, Nigel Walsh's team, and uh, looking forward to watching that tomorrow at 2 o'clock. But John from Auckland has given us a call on 0800 150 811. John, how you doing? Oh, more than the lads. Yeah, man, I love the NPC. I still think mm. um, Rugby League should bring back the Bartercard Cup too. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree with semi-professional sport. Yeah, exactly. But uh, just um, <clears throat> fun fact, which Kempi probably knows, but Jonathan Thurston's father is from Tomaranui. Yeah, he's, um, a, he's a Kiwi, hundred so percent. Yeah, he's a, he's a Kiwi. And <laughs> Another one that got away. <laughs> And his um his family name is uh, planted all over the Hukumutu um community more. Oh, not more hall, I should say. So yeah, the big farmers that Thurston family in the King Country. So well, of course we should claim him. Anyways, the weekend. <laughs> the weekend. <laughs> the weekend Did you hit along, mate? How was it? Oh, it was spectacular. Went to both games. Um Kempe, you're right, you it's know funny. it was different watching rugby union that at the the rugby league um, <clears throat> palace, but what what it did um, what I did identify as being so close to the you know the game, and um, I know rugby league is a physical sport and it's a sport I love, but just seeing the physicality of the rucks and walls. Oh, wasn't and it? You're right. Yeah, and and you're totally right. Just seeing um, Will Jordan linger around the back there and. Mm. In our back three, like in rugby league, you only see, um, you don't really see wingers off their wing or, you know, sometimes you can, the really, really good teams. But it was just, it was a different experience, but it was really, it, it actually was um, very similar to watching a game at Hamilton. But then not because the crowd is more on top of you at Mount Smart than Hamilton is. So it was a really, I think, Maybe in the future they should bring some more test matches there, but they probably won't. But um, mm. no, I really enjoyed it, mate. And to top it off, the Warriors, just amazing. Just absolutely amazing. Oh. If they if they make the grand final, Kippy, we're there. hundred percent we're there. there <laughs> Johnny's yeah. there. Mate, I'd love to see a doubleheader go back to Mount Smart. I, thought it, I think it was an awesome weekend for sporting fans and the Warriors and All Blacks fans to mix and mingle. And no doubt there are plenty of All Blacks supporters out there now supporting the Warriors. Thank you, John, for giving us a call. It is 22 past six, and it's time for this, Rick. Can't wait question of the day. Got me thinking, boys. News came out yesterday. TJ Peranara has re-signed with the Canes and NZR till 2025. 
Yeah, uh, it surprised me this news actually. Uh, great news with so many guys going offshore at the moment. But if you could have re-signed one of those players that is going offshore, you could pick one. Who would you re-sign for NZR? Ooh, there's a couple of options on the list there, and one really just springs out, stands out for me. I'm going to shoot off. We'll come back. We'll get Kempi's answer after the break. We'll get my answer after the break. Double eight, double three. TJ Perinata has re-signed with the Canes and NZR till 2025. He's a man on a mission, and I'm no surprise he's the most competitive prick I've ever met. But uh, <laughs> let us know. Who would you like to see re-signed in New Zealand if... There was a chance to keep one of our favourites back here on our shores. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Buy any lipo sachets from Chemist Warehouse for your chance to win a 15k Samsung bespoke home package. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, it's 28 past six, and we're talking re-signing with NZR. TJ Perinata has signed with the Canes and NZR till 2025, and we're asking you, our wonderful listeners, if you had a name, had a certain someone that you'd love to see stay on our shores, who would it be? Rattle off the list, you got Sammy Whitelock. He's off to Poe over in France. Artie Savia's going over to Japan, have a wee crack over there. Are we losing him for good? Probably not. He'll come back. Uh, you've got Brody Retallick, Bowden Barrett, Richie Moonga, Alex Nankerville, Aaron Smith, and potentially others that I might have missed off the list. Shannon Frizzell. And after the weekend, I'd have to say Shannon Frizzell, Jamie, from Wanaka. Um, Shannon Frizzell and Richie Moonga will probably be top of my list there, heading over to Toshiba. Toddy Blackadder coached Japan side. And uh, I think we're still looking for that six. And Kempi alluded to it yesterday. We've found them. So Shannon Frizzell, for me, lads. Kempi? Yeah, I think. look, I think Shannon Frizzell just go, gets better and better, mate, after that game on the weekend. Um, and there, there's a, uh, there was a tweet that came out about the Shannon Frizzell law. Um, does New Zealand follow it, given the Gitto law, you know what I mean, where they went up overseas and did New Zealand start thinking about bringing players back? For me, I think if they're going to, if they're going to, stop players going up there, then they have to stop the young fellas because the young fellas grow. And if at 21, 22, they haven't matured. So their maturation rates up into 27, 28 is where they're really at firing at their best. So for me, Leicester Whanuka has to come into contention. Mm. You know, you've got a mm. kid here, um, you watch him through Super Rugby, he's absolute on fire. You've got to say he's one of the best uh, outside backs that we have in New Zealand. But at 23, he decides to go and, you know, pick up a contract up north and good on him. I'm not saying, you know, don't do it at all. I'm saying good, good on you, boy. Where you go. Get up there and earn as much as you can in the short period that you got. But if you're dead set seriously um, thinking about who do you sign to stay here in the franchise, it has to be our young boys. Because mm. when, once they go in the younger dro- droves, then it's a lot harder to, to, to stop it, you know, when they start talking and saying, you know, you can imagine a 23-year-old down here playing NPC Super Rugby and Lester Fainuku talking about it when he comes home. So the you know, younger mind's still developing. Say, well, mate, I'm good enough to go up there and earn that type of money as well, and so, as opposed to my, you know, X amount for NPC, X amount for Super Rugby, and if I make the All Blacks type thing. So for me, it's Lester Fainuku. I think he would he'd be probably the first bloke that I'd be looking at. You, Ricardo? Yeah, I think. Looking at, I mean, we've got options. I, my initial reaction was uh, Richie Moanga. 
just because I, I think he's our best 10. But you've got options at 10, right? You've got Stephen Pettifetta mm-hmm. coming through. Obviously, Damian McKenzie, when him, uh, Bodie and, and Richie Mo go, will, will probably be the number one, number 10. So, yeah, I, that was my initial reaction. But I, I've got to say, we've been lacking a six like Shannon Frizzell, like Jerome Kano for, for some time. And for him mm-hmm. to put up that performance, if he can do that consistently, he's the guy that we've got to keep for me. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And uh, you, you think for Fozzie, you know, and Razor. Razor's coming in. And you think to the time in 2015 when a lot of our big players left, the exodus, that there was a lot of worrying and concerns. Yes, so we, have, we probably haven't, you know, got off to where we were once were, dominant force on the world stage. But we're slowly getting back there. Well, if with this exodus, is it going to be the same transition compared to 2015. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Double eight, double three, oh, eight hundred, one five, oh, eight to eleven. We'll shoot off, we'll come back. We've got some headlines with Ricardo, see what's happening in the world. But before then, here's Karen with the news for Cubata. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-five away from seven. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Let's have a look at some sports news headlines. And uh, looks like the man that they named the stand after is back for the fourth Ashes Test, which starts uh, tomorrow night. New Zealand time, of course. Full coverage of the Ashes here on SENZ from nine o'clock Wednesday evening. James Anderson replacing Ollie Robinson for the fourth Test at Old Trafford. England trail the Aussies 2-1 in the series, but won the third one at Headingley to keep themselves in the running. Anderson was rested for the test, but has been recalled mm. for the match at his home ground. Robinson had been affected by back spasm and only bowled 11 overs. Didn't bowl at all in the second innings. England captain Ben Stokes has said, it's good to have a chance for Jimmy to rest up, and then he gets to charge in. How, how good would this be? He gets to charge in from the James Anderson end. At Old Trafford, yeah. so, <laughs> you got you got an end named after you. Get if you need anything else to fire you up. He's forty now, Jimmy Anderson. Still, he's England's all-time leading w- Test wicket taker, and as that end named after him, I tell you, uh, yeah, that's going to be good, some great viewing, some great listening. Uh, Ooh, for Ashes I cannot Test wait. Cannot wait. The Poms Jimmy back Anderson, in it. Come on, the Poms. I, I had them. I, honestly, <laughs> I don't know why we say that, eh, Tony Emery? Oh, come it's on, the to, Poms. It's hard to say come it, too. On. It is actually hard to say. It was better than saying, come on, the Aussies. Well, that's the thing. That, I mean, you know, that Australian cricket team are hard to like. Like, they really are hard mm. to like. And uh, that was the other thing that came out, is that uh, the Aussies are complaining now about about they're worried about the Ashes crowds. Have you been to foot? Have you been to any sport in Australia? The crowds are feral in Australia, and you're worried about the Poms just because you cheated and got called out for cheating, and a few people called you bad names and called you cheats, and now they're worried about the crowd. God, they are absolute sooks. How delicate are that Aussie cricket team? They're brutal too with the singing, aren't they? The Barbie Army. Oh, level this up, level this up, and yeah. now we got a series. We're going to Fifa. Yeah. yeah, mate, it's uh, yeah, superb. So you're looking forward to that. So uh, all of that and more to come. Hey, and also some uh, league news. South Sydney have ex- announced they've extended Campbell Graham for three more years. Big boost to the club. That means that they've got him, Jack White, and Latrell Mitchell all locked into 2027. Damian Cook, Cam Murray, Cody Walker are signed through to the end of 2025. That that core of the Rabbitohs is looking pretty good. Oh. Latrell. 
Who's that? (laughs) (laughs) Mate, the longest ankle injury, or no, calf injury in history. Holy hecka, where is he? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mate, I see he got named in it. They're naming the Kangaroos team too, which generally what they used to do after the NRL was name Kangaroo sides. And and, uh, he hasn't played in any of them, and they've named him in there again. You know, they're saying there's an centre good enough to play even if we've got one injured. So he'll get back. He'll come back. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to him. Well, he was back. so good at Origin, just, how could he not be in it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, just quickly, off here, I was talking to Kez. Francis Ngannou has taken on Tyson Fury in a battle for the boxing heavyweights. Mm. Yeah, I'll pick him Fury to win yeah. that. Um, so, you know, Ngannou being a boxer apparently back in the day, but I think Fury will be too good. But then we were talking about Fight for Life. And we were talking about fight for I got an opportunity to fight Billy Slater back in 2012, 2011. And I was like, hell up. no. I'm not going on TV to get knocked out. No <laughs> chance in that. But it got me thinking. Tony Kemp, fight for life. Who would we love to see Tony Kemp fight? Ooh, I would absolutely call. pay good money to see someone. Oh, just punch that pretty little face. <laughs> oh, line up. What? I'll tell you what, you just put that out there, They're, mate, they'll be lining up. Oh, you know what I'm feeling? I'm feeling I'm, I'm, I'm feeling an SENZ uh, breakfast battle. Uh, once Izzy's fully recovered, gets back into the, uh, the conditioning, uh, Izzy oh, versus yes. Kempe fight bring for it, life. Bring it on. Get him in the I would, ring, I please. I would never, ever touch my uncle. Yeah. Oh, that's like, I tell that's you what, like I'm sorry? hitting coral on a Sunday roast. <laughs> oh, no. you know, you just <laughs> Am I allowed to bring my walking stick? Because you'll cop it with that. <laughs> Battle of the broken knees, Kez reckons. <laughs> i tell you what, I will. There is oh. there is one guy from, from SNZ who would you like? that I would throw the ring. And you know who that is. That's young Sammy H. Get him in there. <laughs> Tony Kidd. No, that's, that's a weight difference. That cannot happen. Well, that well, won't happen. Mate, I'll get down to this weight. There's about four classes you different. I think you're <laughs> overestimating the cat for that one. How are you going to do that? You're going to cut the leg off. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to cut you. Don't start. Don't start me on that. Double eight, double three. Who would you love to see punch Tony Kidd's head <laughs> Please let us know. I'd love it. I want to see it happen. The text machine will go We'll get crazy. Dean Lonergan on. We'll get Dean Lonergan on. <laughs> we'll try and organise a fight. Have you ever had a chance to have a scrap? Oh, Mate, he would phone me every year but when I got back and when I got back and first coached the Warriors. He'd go, mate, come on, I've got you, I've got you. Come on, let's get him. Let's get these rugby boys, you know, because it was rugby, rugby league. And I'll go, I was like, you, hell no, I ain't getting in there to get my head punched in. And he'd go, nah, you'll be sweet, mate. I'll be fine. And then I got to speak to a good mate of mine called Terry Hermanson. Do you remember Terry Hermanson? The Rock. The Rock. Yeah, so that's his name, The Rock. Yeah. So Terry Hermanson, he's from Otatahi. And he goes, yeah, no, no, I jumped in, I jumped in. Oh, I didn't know that Dino set me up with a rugby bloke that could box. <laughs> and his one wasn't televised. He got knocked out. <laughs> I was like, oh, exactly. Dino would set you up big time, mate.
Stitched. Oh, double eight, double three. Kempe taking on Bourneville. How good were they? <laughs> <laughs> Mark the horse, Bourneville. Oh, that's a name I haven't heard for a while. Oh, cut it out. Horsey, give me a hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. Oh, we're having a little bit of fun here. Anyway, we've got Cozzy Dag coming up. Your chance to take on me, the Quizmaster. Oh, 800 You get a bit stuck, Kempe. The puncher will be able to help you get through the quiz. We've got a bit of a prize pack up for you, up for grabs today. So give us a call now. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. Get on your phones, dial me for a win. I won't give you answers no matter what you ask me. Try and play the quiz, things won't get nasty. Get up, stand up. Throw your hands up if you got the feeling, get the phone's lights ringing. Came to get paid, we came to get paid. So get on your phones and dial now. Call now, 0800. Call now, 150. Call now, 811. Call now, call now and get paid. Hey, 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 let's get someone paid. Here we go, Chemist Warehouse and Good Vitamin Co. have a whole family uh, family pack thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. So there you go, wellness pack coming your way to our winner of Quizzy Dag. So 0800 150 if you want to take on the Quizmaster and win yourself a prize pack. There you go. We love giving things away to our awesome listeners. All right, let's head to Christchurch. Of my good friend DJ Timmy. Morning, DJ. What's up, boys? How are you, brother? How you doing? Good week so far? Not it's only bad, been one day. How are you going? Mm. Yeah, reveling in all the uh, amazing results from the weekend. Oh, how good, eh? How good. And it makes it even better when we get to talk about it every single day. All right, Timmy. Let's hope you get you that wellness pack. Question number one. Which Irish side? Will the Crusaders face early next season in a clash of the champions match? Uh, I'll have to go Surely. to the because I'm not, Surely. Not sure. Place of Melbourne. Oh. Herman. Munster. <laughs> <laughs> Munster. Oh, you've just Very wasted. It's like, it's like I want to be a millionaire, that, that game, <laughs> and you just use up the phone a friend off the first question and an, a question you should know Tim from Christchurch question should. number I'm two sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. the British Open tees off at Royal Liverpool later this week, who is the defending champion uh, is it McElroy not McElroy, sorry Timmy have a good day brother 0800 the wellness pack up for grabs, Brenton from Auckland. Morning, brother. Hey, brother. How you doing? How you doing? The British Open <laughs> tees off at Royal Liverpool later this week. Who is the defending champion? Pretty sure it's old uh, Cam Smith there. Young Cam Smith. Yeah. yeah, Cam Smith is correct. He told his mates, don't worry, lads, we'll be drinking out of it in another week's time. So he's confident as hell. Question number three. The Sal's NBL playoffs start on Thursday. Who finished top of the ladder in the regular season? Uh, oh, 
probably between the Nuggets and the Tuatara, probably. I'll go... Oh, uh, I don't want to wait. Please, I'll go... Tuatara! <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was my that was tongue, like a lizard. Kid. That was a, that was yeah. a Tuatara tongue. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should number four. Yeah. That's your clue. That's your clue. Gone. Wellington defend no, the Ramphilly Shield. <laughs> <laughs> Wellington <laughs> defend the Ramphilly Shield against which province tomorrow? Oh, I don't know this one. Come and phone a friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, get out. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you can have one. Okay, oh, cool. I won phone a phone a friend. Um, yep, well, it's uh, Autotahi. Christchurch. South, <laughs> south of there. <laughs> south of there. It's Christchurch already. Kimpy. Oh, sorry, Brenton. Kimpy's put you off there. <laughs> James from Christchurch. Morning, boys. Morning. Is this you, Jimmy? Oh, uh, no, no, James, mate. James, down on 7th Heaven, mate. Oh, there you go, James. Good to hear you, boys. I thought you were my mate, James. Sorry, brother. Wellington, defend yeah. the Ramfilly Shield against which province this week? Uh, it's against uh, Horofenua Kapiti, isn't it? <laughs> no. They beat them last week. They beat them last week. Sorry, James. Appreciate your call, mate. Jade from Hamilton. What in a boy, shall we? Good, thank you. Wellington defend the Ramfilly Shield against which province this week? South Canterbury is correct. <laughs> Question number five. Where on the NRL ladder do the Sydney Roosters sit? Ooh. Oh, I couldn't get a clue on that one. First reserve. 14. 14. 14 is correct. Jay from Hamilton, he's getting a pizza, a beer, and what else? Playing a bit of golf. No, he's not, because he's got a wellness pack coming your way. There you go, brother. Stay on, and Keza will get that out to you. And stay tuned, because Love Racing Update. Coming up, Tony Kemp. Support your immune health. Go Healthy Pro Immune Support 60s from Chemist Warehouse, now 3349. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, call us anytime, 0800 150 811. Find a thoroughbred race day, uh, race day at events.loveracing.nz. And yes, they've uh, started a new initiative aimed at addressing mental health. Has New Zealand Thoroughbred Racing, which I think is a really good um, program that has been implemented by the industry's co- code, uh, and it's actually include harness racing and greyhound racing as well. Um, the move will see industry participants collaborate to ensure there's a genuine bond across all stakeholder groups towards a common goal of enhancing New Zealand's racing mental health and well-being. Leading the program is Victoria MacArthur, recently appointed by Racing New Zealand, tasked with creation and research of the instrumental program, and she has, for the last three decades, had experience working for non-for-profit sector. Most recently, led the establishment of the most successful. Um, 
uh, mental health one called Mates in Construction Suicide Prevention Program across New Zealand. Um, it's a really good uh, program. Bruce Sharrick, the NZTR mm. CEO, commented on the establishment of the program. We're pleased to be able to co- uh, collaborate with both codes, harness racing and grounds to create an invaluable plan and the current support systems for participants in our port, including Andrew McCurrow of Salvation and Army and uh, Vito will remain key parts. Mental health and wellbeing is a prevalent issue within our sector and one that needs careful consideration. So well done to uh, Racing uh, New Zealand, uh, Thoroughbred Racing. We've got racing this week uh, at Avondale tomorrow, Hastings on Thursday, and of course Tauranga and the Give us Opanaki Cup on Saturday. You just need to relax there, young man, because it is coming. <laughs> is it? it is coming. And uh, I'll tell you there, grab your mates and get on course. Visit events.loveracing.nz to find a race day near you. Here's Karen with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Buy any lipo sachets from Chemist Warehouse for your chance to win a 15k Samsung bespoke home package. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. This time, maybe it's enough on it, Santner. Similar stroke to what Bravo played just previously. Santner, had to bring on the golf swing to your batting niche. Oh, no, as they crack 91. Jordan Nottai with the, coming up on the performance of the season. And that is it full time in Levin. And in the end, the opening shield challenge of the season goes the way of the holders. Too strong. And they've outclassed Horefenua Company here today in Levin by 68 points. And Jordan Kemp does a little crossover, gets to the post and slams it over the Tuatara. Rob Lowe, get out of his way because Tony Natai is coming through. Woo, that's right. (laughs) Jordan Natai after eight. We'll be talking some NBL as the, the Bayhawks punch their way to the top six. They needed to dig deep. And they got the job done. So we'll be talking some NBL after 8 o'clock. Coming up, we're going to be talking to Tama T. Allison, the Wellington Lions head coach. Couple of messages. Kempi, SBW. Ooh. Nah, well, Ooh. I wouldn't do it to, I wouldn't do it to him. He's, 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 got, he's, got, he's got too much to put on the line. It's too much to lose, eh? He's got too much oh. to lose, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's, let's just think about it here. Like, what's your go-to? Can you just stand up and just give me a little one-two? Yeah. Right. I'll tell you what my go-to is, like, if you get too close to me, like, if you get too mm-hmm. close to me, like, I'm sort of, like, I, I like to keep people in nice and close, mm-hmm. and then I'll just let it go, mate, you know, like, one, two, three, like, uppercut, if you get real close, you've you got to get the uppercut. Yep, mate, it's that short. You ever watch Bruce Lee? T-Rex. You ever watch Bruce Are Lee? You T-Rex. T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> the 
one inch punch. <laughs> Tony T Rex. <laughs> Kempy. Oh, I'm 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 on a mission. I'm going to get Kempy a fight for life. So double eight, double three. Let us know who would you love to see. Do they have, Tony? Do they have wheelchair Kemp. wheelchair fight for life? <laughs> no, Kempy. You got to stand on your own two feet, big fella. You'll be fine. Oh, All right. Mate. There's a message here before we get to Tamati. Morning, lads. As a Canes fan, I'm going to miss Hardy. But the player I would keep is Lester Fainganuku. The bloke's a beast and could end up be being anything. All the best. That is from Stephen. Uh, keep those messages coming through. And the cowbells are out, lads. Up the Mulus. Mulus love the MPC. Cam from Cambridge. And on the MPC, Tamati Ellison, Wellington head coach, is joining us this morning as he prepares for his second defence of the Ramfurly Shield. They take on South Canterbury tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock. And I cannot wait to see that one. Tamati, no rest for the wicked, mate. You've just stopped one campaign straight into the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's been good to come back to Wellington, and uh, I, I didn't have my children down in Christchurch, so um, that's, that's the real money, <laughs> as we know. <laughs> uh, it's the real mahi when you got 700 of them, mate. Uh, you give mumsy a rest, all right? And uh, no doubt you'll be on, on dad duties. But hey, look, you're in the swing of things already. Did you get much of a break post the Super Rugby? Uh, not not really. Like um, I think for me, it, it's just the freshness, you know, like a new, a different environment and, and a new challenge. That's that's a break enough for me. Um, I think um, yeah, so, so I'm fairly good. I'm conscious that um, I want to be good at the right time of the year, which is October. Um, but we, we've got a good crew, and uh, our coaches back here in Wellington have done a good job, kind of bringing through the club boys, and and yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm excited to be back. What shape are you in, Tamati? You know, you came back up to the Lions after, you know, such a, a good run with the Crusaders, picking up another title. What what sort of shape are the Lions in? Yeah, well, unfortunately, we've, we've caught a couple of things to kind of key in with um, with Julian at the end of Super Rugby and and then mm. Teach having um, an extended period of rehab. So they'll be uh, big losses. You know, they'll, they'll still be good around the group as they always are. Um, but it would have been, you know, great to have them on the field. And young Bradley Crichton's kind of caught a ding to our, our um, New Zealand 20s prop. So it hasn't been a great start in that sense. But, you know, 2023, we've kind of been used to dealing with injuries. So, um, yeah, we just keep, keep trucking. You got to unearth 12 debutants taking on Horofanua Kapiti. Are you happy with what you saw and the future's bright for those young players? I think it is. Um, you know, the key part for us is just getting them up to to the standards that we expect that there's some challenges in club rugby where there's mm. not big kicking games, there's not big pressure cycle games and um, so it's it's probably just ironing out a few of the, the bad club habits but keeping their rawness um, which which is um, you know giving them the opportunity to play at this level so there's a balance there but there is some, some really good kids coming through and um, especially in and around the kind of 10 and 15 area. Hey, just on uh, Peter Umanga Jensen, we didn't see much of him throughout Super Rugby. Thomas has has taken a bit of the front running and with the brothers and the twins and what they've been able to do. How's Tom, uh, Peter Umanga Jensen tracking at the moment? Yeah, he's been good. He, I, I think uh, you know, like in Super Rugby, you don't get many opportunities. It's um, you know, mm. you, you've got to nail the the one, and he'd come back from a, a reasonably long um, rehab period through a shoulder off. So 
Um, he's been good. He's, he, he's our captain at the moment, and um, yeah, he's been really good around the boys. I think it's important um, for Pete in the next couple of weeks just to find some momentum as, as we roll into um, the season proper. Hey, Tamani, when you're coming back out of Super into the NPC, NPC and you've got all those young boy, boys coming up, what's, what's sort of your main goal in that transition, you know, because you're going between, I guess, club football, super rugby, and you've got all those deputants coming through. Is there, is there much of a, a step up or or something that you've learnt in 2023 that you you implement with this group? Yeah, I think you, you need to set the standard um, early because there's such a range. There's guys that are, you know, test players all the way down to guys that have had a good club season. Um, but if you try and kind of work with all different levels, you're probably going to spread yourself a wee bit thin. So just making sure we're, we're setting a standard and, and for the majority will fall under it, and that's okay, and the realisation that it's a learning environment. Um, but setting the standard is the key one, I think, early. Tamara, you've got, uh, obviously, the Shield, you, you, you've got the defence against uh, South Canterbury coming up tomorrow, uh, and, and hopefully you, you, know, you take that through into the NPC season. Have you had a thoughts about how you balance that? Because I remember talking to Josh Sims, the Hawks Bay coach, about this, and you know how easy it was to get players up to keep the Shield at home, but how he had to deal with that little bit of up and down when they went away and the Shield wasn't on the line. I mean, is that something you've talked about with the team and, and the coaching staff about mentally how you prepare for a season where you're trying to keep the Shield? I, I have it not with, with my group. Um, I did actually speak with Josh when um, you know, when we took it off them last year and he, he mentioned that. I think the important part is um, you have to fill your own jersey first. So we have to talk about the Wellington Lions and, and, and what it means to play in, in that jersey. And, and then every rep counts. So whether you're defending the Shield or a championship, um, you know, that, that should be an added bonus uh, as opposed to kind of um, having a, an up week and a down week. Otherwise, they'll be doing up and downs, you know. <laughs> 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 the Jamie Joseph special a la son of Jamie Joseph's Tamadi Allison is on the line with us and we're talking um, we're talking NPC look the, the focus is for this year obviously coming off a, a momentous season uh, season for yourself winning the, the title retaining the Ramfurly Shield in the off season like, what does this mean for the region yeah it's it's, it's been great there's a real challenge, <clears throat> you know, the difference between club footy and, and anything else. So last year we tried to do our best around engaging the clubs and, and making sure um, people know the area. You, you know what it's like when contracting can change. So there might be people that are from outside the area. Um, and, and so what's important for, for me is not necessarily telling the story of where they're playing. You know, it would be artificial for someone to say how much they love a club they've played half a game for. Um, but just talk about where you're actually from and, and, and your club experience, whether you've spent more time in Auckland than you have in Wellington. Um, but the key part is for the guys that are from here is to, to really drive those stories, you know, school, club mm. and the area. And we try and put that into our theming and, and how we roll the season. And I want to ask you about one of those players that is from outside the region. Um, I played with his brother, Hosea Salmaki. There's Issy. Salmaki, he's a young boy, played for St Andrews Stack College down here. Mate, what's his future like? Were you happy with how he played against Horofanua Kapiti? Yeah, he's um he's a big kid, and I think yeah he's one where um, he's understood the, the expectation at this level. 
Um, the key part is he's got time, you know. Uh, mm. So it's it's one of the ones where he knows where the expectations are. Um, at the same time, we'll we'll spend all the energy we can um, to get him up to that level. But he's been really good to work with. I didn't actually realise um, uh, he's, he's Jose's brother. Oh, jeepers, I'll, I'll, mm. I'll have to tell him, I'll have to tell him a few stories now. <laughs> yeah, tell him a story. Yeah, he's Jose's young brother, bro. So um, there you go. Yeah, got to meet him down here. He's a big kid. Absolutely dominated for stack. He was playing more in the midfield, but uh, obviously played on the on the left wing for you on the weekend. Hey, Tums, I'm going to talk about coaching hats here. You've been an assistant for the Crusaders for the last couple of years. Now you're putting on the head coaching role and the head coaching hat. Does much change? Uh, we but. Um, the importance is if you've got the the structures around you, GM, um, mm. CEO, boards, the yeah, assistant coaches. That's that's the key part, and, um, and and also just being really clear around how much you can do. I think everyone comes in with um, these massive visions, and you, and you realise pretty quick in, in the period you have how much you can actually get across the line. So um, I, I've got a great great group um, around me. Mm. So you know. While I've been away, they've been carrying the load, and um, but it does change. You know, there's there's more. You're looking at the the strength and conditioning programs and assisting with medical contracting, um, sponsors. Where when you're coaching, you you're just really coaching how to tackle, and and that's about it. Yeah, it's it's encompassing, isn't it, Tamari? When you when you're looking at the competition and and forecasting where the lines um, should be, we. What what's your goal this year? Like, are you com- are confident that the Lions can push for a title? Oh, as goals, you know, we have one, and and that is to win the title again and to to keep the shield throughout the season. So it makes it pretty simple. Yeah, nice. And and for you for yourself too, mate. When you when you're watching the All Blacks for the first time. Um, you know, on New Zealand on on the weekend and the way, way that they played against South Africa. Are you looking at uh, one day going into that structure as well? Is that your pathway? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Um, the more time you spend with those boys, you know, you, um, when you watch that group now with the amount of men you work with and work closely with, you really feel engaged to the group. And uh, it was great to see them go um, as well as they did on, on, on the weekend or in the last couple of weeks, actually. Tamari, rugby's obviously a big part of your life. But it's not just your life. You, you know, I'm re- reading a bit about your background, a bit about your family. It's 140 years ago that the first New Zealand rugby team toured uh, Great Britain and uh, Thomas Allison uh, captain that team, who I believe is a relative of yours, and your granddad played for the ABs as well. I mean, just what does rugby mean to you and your family? Oh, it's massive. We, we've, we've grown up with it. But I think um, the best part about having it in the blood is, is we've had, you know, the, a lot of strong women, so um, they're, they're supportive of of the footy. Um, but the, at the end of the day, you come home and um, you know we could be labourers down the road. That doesn't actually matter. You just got to front up and do your job as a as a father and as a husband. So I think that's for my brothers and and, and my family. That's given us good balance. Um, you, you get your head pulled in pretty quick if you um, you know start thinking you anything um, you know. <laughs> Anything special? No, no superstars, <laughs> eh? No superstars in the Ellison household, or, or are those all the ones living over in the states playing NFL? 
Yeah, um, yeah, we do superstars on the dishes and, and um, <laughs> making the school lunches. <laughs> You're not jet-setting around with old Rick Allison on his super yacht over there. It's funny to see, mate. Hey, uh, 30th of September, the Lions, Hawks Bay. Come on! You reckon you still got the shield then, bro? And you're a little bit worried that the Bay will come and get it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it, it pays to be worried. Um, it, it, it gets you up in the morning. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I think so. And, you know, we'll, we'll see a good Tassie side before that. Um, so hopefully half that group's back in the All Blacks by that stage and um, and we have a bit of momentum. Oh, beautiful times. Hey, all the best for tomorrow, taking on South Canterbury. Looking to see what you're able to do and continue on that form that you're able to gather against uh, Horofanua Kapiti, mate. We appreciate your times and all the best for the rest of the season. Thanks so much, brother. Thanks for the catch-up. Thanks and have a good day. Tommy Ellison, yes, legend. Tom, Oof. Yeah, he spoke about it, the sporting f- finesse, the genetic makeup of that family over in uh, the States, dominating the Allison name, Super Bowl champions, and then in our own backyard, just genetics through and through in terms of sport. His brother Jacob, very good rugby player, played a lot of prop, and uh, good to see Tams continuing on in the coaching realm. Mm. He's a special man. When I first made the Canes, when I first uh, made the Canes, wider training group, I was a young kid. I went up to uh, Wellington, and we were doing pre-season training, and we were doing jiu-jitsu. Now, if you don't know Tams, he's very, very good on the mat. He's very good at rolling on the mat as well. He choked me out, got me into all sorts of arm bars, everything. And he was just an absolute mastermind on the mat. So I couldn't believe it. So I'll tell you one thing. I know you all thinking Kimpy can't fight. Do not judge a book by its cover. <laughs> yeah, a mate of mine, uh, Chad Milnes, he, he boxed for New Zealand at the Com Games in 2014, and he's taken up jiu-jitsu recently because like, he's coaching mm. as a boxer now, but he's, he wanted a different challenge. Uh, he refers to it as angry pajama wrestling. But uh, he was just like, man, it's so hard. Like Physically, you've got to be so strong. It's all core strength as well. He's just like just tunes you up. He said you get so knackered. It doesn't look like much, but, man, it's just you're using every piece of your body to try and control the other person. You're a boxer, aren't you, Rick Dog? I do a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I do a bit. Still looking. I'll, I'll, uh, I'm looking. I'm going to be in Kimpy's corner. I'm going to be in Kimpy's corner. I'll be his corner man. <laughs> no, 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 no. I reckon we could set up a ring in there and uh, <laughs> get both of you to <laughs> no, I'm only having a play, but I've seen your social, I've seen you having a wee practice. Kempi versus Case Muse. Kempi taking on Piriwipu. Cam from Cambridge. Any of those you'd like to have a little challenge with here, Kempi? Good, good friends too. Oh, mate, look, just Pity you, go, Weepu, you right? go and get yourself a coffee and you give yourself an uppercut. <laughs> All right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Kimpy. Okay, Kimpy's not keen. Kimpy's not keen. And hi, guys. Any idea who Peter Umanga Jensen is playing for in Super Rugby for next year? Heard he's leaving the Hurricanes. He's not getting much game time. Well, that's an interesting case, isn't it? Like, it's good to see him back, but look, through Super Rugby, you never saw him. Mm. Billy Proctor, Geordie Barrett were dominating those positions. Uh, he never got a chance. No, and Billy Proctor goes out and scores a, a, a string of tries on the weekend too. You know, like he's, mm. you know, that's what happens, don't you? You know, you get these players that come in, and all of a sudden, you know, players that you think are going all right just don't get a, a look, and you probably look to go overseas, don't you think? Mm. 
Yeah, potentially. Potentially. I was thinking maybe the Crusaders, but Levi Omoa is down here. And I know uh, Nani Punivai is knocking on the doorstep down these ways too, lads. He might get signed oh. up again by the Crusaders. But anyway, that's enough of the Crusaders. I, I didn't want to bring it up. It's, <laughs> it's, it's time to pause that conversation because we've lost Ken. Ken from Auckland. He never messages anymore. And I feel sad. I missed you, Ken. Please don't run away. But stay tuned. Because Kempi's off the back fence is coming up. Where's he going? He's in a happy mood today. I'm excited for this. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. As the dust settles and everyone resumes their daily routine after what has been a tremendous couple of weeks of rugby, one has to consider where we all stand with this current All Black team. It's been, quite frankly, a a tumultuous 12 months on and off the field, but the All Blacks have now shown real grit and skill against both the Springboks and the Pumas. After witnessing the effort live on Saturday night, I have to say that I left Mount Smart with a real sense of belief. So my question is, is it now time to swing the carriages around 360 degrees and jump confidently on the Fozzie train? To be honest, we're all pretty much now jumped on the Warriors train, which is currently charging full steam ahead towards the finals. And given the efforts of the last two weeks, or more importantly, the distractions of the last year, is everyone willing to throw their weight behind the All Blacks as they count down the days to the first game against the French in September? Or are people still hung up on the long-running and polarising coaching issue? Are we confident in the management? Or are we still debating some of the players' selections? For me, I think the dust needs to settle now. And it's time to get behind our national team. And that means the full squad, players and management. Can it be done, Izzy? As long as they keep winning like this, mate, I'm pretty sure the AB supporters won't be able to get on the train quick enough. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. We got clarity, Kempe. Fozzie's our man taking us to the World Cup. Richie Moanga will lead us at 10. Bowden Barrett potentially leading us at the back. Will Jordan fitting on the wing. So now it's a case of who plays on the left wing. You got Mark Talia, who had a good game chasing high balls. You know, didn't really get the chances and the and the the runs that we used to in Super Rugby. Those will come defensively. Question marks. So Leicester Fying Anuku, does he fit that role? Six. Oh, oh mate, it was a line in the stand kind of moment. We got an understanding where this team's at. It was at home, so we're not going to get too carried away. And we know what World Cups can throw at us: injuries, you know, performances over in France, taking on the French in the first game at a packed-out Stade Francais. It's going to be totally different. But this is a line in the sand moment and a time for us to get on board and start showing belief and support for our men in black as they head north. Man, I'm right behind. I cannot wait. There's been a lot of uncertainty in terms of selections. Hopefully that's been put to bed. Yes, there's going to be shake-ups. Uh, shake I was listening to Jeff Olsen just here in the break talking about the, the position um, with Sam Whitelock, you know, mm. with Scott Barrett playing so well, Brody Retallick and his mongrel that he puts on, out on the park. You know, where does Sam Whitelock fit? Is he going to have that impact off the bench that we're looking forward to? Can we see a team without Brody Retallick, Sam Whitelock starting at lock? With Sammy, with Scott Barrett playing so well. Man, there's a lot of question marks, but I just think I'm right behind this team. Cannot wait. And uh, we've got one more game here at home against the Australians. Eddie Jones, whether they can throw up some surprises, he thinks so. But, uh, mate, 
I'm right behind it. I love it, Kempi. All but steady Eddie. <laughs> All but steady Eddie. <laughs> Be- beating up headsets. Uh, I think he went through two on the weekend. He'll go through plenty more when they uh, they play for the bleeders. Like, look, the, the thing about um, Scotty Barrett and Brody, uh, Brody Metallic and Sam Whitelock, I actually think you still need to take them because the question that I was asking yesterday is if it's, if it's that vicious and that, like, mm. you know, when you go there and you see actually what that collision's like, you're going to need them. They're going to they're gonna have mm. to play some type of um, part in the getting through the tournament, you know, because those one-off games. So you don't know how they're going to end up, you know, playing the French, playing the Irish, playing against the Springboks if they do make it all the way through and, and win the <laughs> World Cup. So, mate, i I got no problem with Sammy Whitelock being there because you're going to need him uh, eventually. How good's that? you got Scott Barrett and Brody Tullock that will go for 60, and then you got an opportunity to bring a guy that is the second most capped All Black of all time to bring it home. That has been our, that has been our potent, you know, the, our kind of strength has been the bench in that last twenty minutes when they've come on and really ended a game. The last couple of years we haven't had that. We've kind of fell away, um, but the bench is going to be important going to the World Cup. So absolutely love it, MP. We're right behind our All Blacks and uh, looking forward to them heading north. They've got a couple of games coming up. Australia and Dunedin. I cannot wait to see that one, and uh, could be a tough old time. Could be a tough old time for Eddie Jones and the Australians. But don't write them off just yet because the World Cup, we know what Eddie is able to do. Well, maybe he just doesn't have the cattle. Eh? Maybe he just doesn't have He's the cattle. He's got the draw. That's the best thing. The best thing going for him is the draw, <laughs> to be honest. Mm. Yeah, 100%. 100%. We're looking forward to seeing that unplay coming up. We've got some headlines with Rick Dog. Plenty coming up on the show. A ton of messages coming through on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight, double three. Here's Kaza with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-five away from eight. Do Kennards make trade easy? Ken Oath, they do. Uh, let's have a look at some sports news headlines for you. Joel and Beeb might be done trusting the process at Philly if his latest interview is anything to go by. The NBA's most wow. valu- valuable player in 22-23 uh, recently sat down at the Maverick Centre at this sports film festival and gave this interview. He said, I just want to win a championship. Whatever it takes, I don't know where that's going to be, whether it's Philly or anywhere else. I just want to have a chance to accomplish that. I want to see what it feels like to win that first one, and then you can think about the next one. It's not easy, but it takes more than one or two, three guys. You need to have good people around you. And myself, every single day, I work hard to be at that level so I can make it happen. So every single day, I'm working towards that. If you're a Phillies fan, if you're a 76ers fan, you'd be a bit nervous about hearing that, wouldn't you? That sort of chat? Yeah. Although, James Harden's gone. You know, you got Joel Embiid. Oh, Phillies, they're in a situation. Where does Joel, where does he go? Kiss Joel Embiid. Where does he go if he's going to have a a chance to go somewhere and and forge his way for a title? You know what? This is going to sound crazy, but Rick, you said it there. He was in Dallas, right? Dallas need a good big man to go alongside Luka Doncic because I know Luka's in that same boat of wanting to win a championship. He can't do that right now with the Mavericks. Mark Cuban is a mastermind. You know, he would be the guy to find a way to get the league MVP. That's the craziest part, boys. He's pretty untouchable. He's the league's MVP. Mm. And if he's forcing his way out, oh, it's scary for the future. You know, you wouldn't be able to lock down anyone. No. 
No. Mm. Well, looking forward to that. Actually, the Summer League's well and truly underway, and we're not too far away from uh, another NBA season tipping off as well. Hey, uh, over in Rugby League world, West Tigers chairman Lee Hadji-Pantelis has uh, chucked a bomb under Justin Pascoe's uh, chair as CEO. He was on uh, uh, NRL 360 last night. And he said uh, that uh, basically uh, it's been embarrassing. He said, we're all under incredible pressure. The last couple of weeks have been the worst in my time as chairman. Of course, they have lost their last seven games and they are staring down the uh, barrel of the wooden spoon. He said, the entire club is feeling the pressure all the way from the chairman through to the board, the executives, all the way down to the players. We all feel it. No one is immune. Winning another wooden spoon, if you can call it winning, is something we're all embarrassed about. We aren't there yet. We haven't given up but it's something we're not proud of. Then uh, Buzz Rothfield asked him if he could guarantee Pesco would keep his job. He said, no, you'll never hear the words guarantee from me. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of people. Madge Maguire, I hope we might be able to talk to him later in the week because now he's with the Raiders. I think his time at the Tigers was just butting heads with Pesco a lot of the time, wasn't it, Kempe? Well, mm. I think they've got uh, yeah a lot of water to go under the bridge there. There's talk about Tim Sheens and the coaching thing. Like you know, Madge obviously lost his position there uh, with the Tigers as well. So the the problems seem to be a little bit, um, I guess, embedded in the club, and aren't they? That they can't sort of get rid of him overnight. Um, does Benji get the coaching gig next year? The, 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 these are all the questions that are out there at the moment. So if Team Tim Sheens goes, what? it's his, isn't it? No, well, the rumour at the moment is that they're talking to oh. Justin Holbrook from the Titans who Ooh. just got the sack. Wow. He'd be a good coach. Wow. I thought he was unlucky to get the sack Well, the, the, po- the point I'm making is that the, the problems are a little bit deeper. They're not just, you know, mm. you're not going to fix them overnight. And Similar was, to the Dragons. It's really interesting. I was just going to say that, talking to Mark Gaznia, like he, he was mm. saying, you know, like this is a seven to ten year project that they need to fix. Um, yeah, I think I think with the Tigers, I, I think the, the the point that you're making there, um, Rick Dog, is that you know no one's safe. No one is safe, mate. And who do those who do the Tigers play on Thursday night? The Dragons, 16th Ooh. versus 17th. <laughs> that is a big, big who game. You got? Uh, oh, anytime try score. Give me something, Kimpy. Yeah. Anytime try score. <laughs> oh, what, You'll have the, to wait. Who's, who's the Fijian bloke <laughs> on the wing uh, for the Dragons? Um, is it? No, it's not Ravalawa, but uh, yeah, it is. Oh, it is Ravalawa. He'd be my anytime try scorer in that game. Yeah, mm. he'd be. He'd just about be just about nailed nailed on. I reckon. I think probably the Dragons. Probably the Dragons. Tyrone Sloan has to go close, is he? Anytime try oh, scorer. Yeah. So quick. Yeah, he's got. Give him any space, he'll burn you on the outside. Can play. Lovely. And I love Lovely, this text. Ricardo. Love this text too. I know it's not part of the sport headline. This text came through. I was just talking to Kempe about this off here before, uh, from Richard. On double eight, double three. Fozzie is now proving what a good assistant coach Joe Smith is. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Richard. Thank you. 740. Honestly, you're on to see you keeping for breakfast. Those are your sports news headlines. Do tradies deserve special treatment with their local Keno Tire branch? Keno, they do. Care for your digestive health with Nutrilife Probiotic 50 Billion 60s from Chemist Warehouse, now $29.49. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Welcome back. We're 15 away from 8. After 8, we've got some NBL chat. Jordan Nartai, a part of the Bayhawks, who shot 47, 8 from 13 in that performance on the weekend over the Jets. So uh, to punch their ticket into the NBL 
uh, finals playoffs. So looking forward to chatting that. But we've got a ton of messages coming through. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. If you want to have your say, and we've had a message from Roy. Forget the Springboks with Whitelock on the bench. You've just started to build our own bomb squad. <laughs> In reference to the dominance and the physicality prowess that the Springboks had when they punched their uh, subs on and made a big big difference in that performance on the weekend. And just quickly from John, has he been four years since 2019 v England? Is it wrong or haven't all the way forgiven Scott Barrett in that night in the sixth jersey? Well, Scott Barrett won't play six. Mm. I'll tell you that right now. He might have a crack in the, against Namibia or, or someone like that where Scott, uh, where Sam Watler will have a crack in the locking position, but Scooter Barrett is our lock, probably with Brody Tullock. And when you got a six that Shannon Frizzell has shown, Kempi, the the physical, the thuggish, and, and the kind of mentality that he brings to a performance, I think that's his position, and that's what you need from a six, someone that you know poses a little bit of a intimidation on mm. the opposition. I was walking on Saturday morning, just you know, doing my normal Saturday morning walk, and uh, I passed. I actually had a good chat to Dane Coles. He was out with his family down on the waterfront mm. here. Good bloke, um, talking with him and his him and his young boy. And and then Shannon walked past, mate. You know, like and she, he's a he's a big man. You know, like mm. he ain't he ain't like just a, a six foot flanker. He's you know, got to be six foot three, I reckon, um, and really well built. You know, so I think Shannon, I think Shannon just needs to really dominate um, and identify with everybody that hey, Shannon Frizzell's arrived, and you're going to mm. come and did you see the way that he threw that other six off um, with that fend the other night? Like he manhandled his opposite, his opposite player, and for me, that's right around intim- intimidating people. Like just really intimidate um, them and and get in get inside their heads. You know, that's what I'd really like to see from him is get into people's heads that every time he has got the ball or every time he does make a tackle, that people get up and go, you know, oh Shannon Frizzell, just don't go, don't go anywhere near that. You know, so I, I agree with you. I think I think. Barrett doesn't go anywhere near the six if Shannon Frizzell mm. can really, you know, p- perform like that week in, week out in that all-black jersey. And also, I mean, you know, I know you mentioned Namibia, mate, but I, I wouldn't want to uh, have Scooter Barrett anywhere near that game. If you're going to give him a rest, give him a rest complete. You don't want him to get him injured mm. against a game like that. Give Tupu Vai or someone a game, a game yep. at six in that, in that, in that set up. Yeah, we're going to see some different combinations throughout the World Cup. Potentially players that won't really uh, be considered come playoffs have a crack against the lesser teams in the right way of saying that they're not less. They're at a World Cup, so they, they deserve the right to be there. But that's right, Kempe. It's time to get on the Fozzie bandwagon, pull your trousers down, and wave it around screaming for the All Blacks. <laughs> Cannot wait for France. It's going to be epic. That is from Andy. That's right. Oh, Pull your trousers we... down, Kempi. That, that, Tom- that was Andy Thompson, and he's well and truly back on the wagon. I hope he's got his gumboots on. <laughs> Get on. Support the lads. Hey, uh, just one here from Brownie and Huntley. Hey, Izzy, did you as a player look at the World Cup draw and see what refs you had? I think the refs will play a big part in uh, this year. Who was the worst ref you had in a game, Brownie from Huntley? Uh, no, not really, Brownie. Look, you, 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 you spoke about the referee in the week building up to it, but I don't look at the, the pool play in the games and say, look, we got that ref. There, it is quite important um, because, 
you know, refs referee a certain way, and they referee different compared to the north and the south. They're totally different. So during the week, a lot of the preparation comes into the referees as well. And usually you might get a referee that will come in and referee training in one of the early, maybe before the World Cup. Potentially they might look at it that way. We've had a lot of New Zealand referees come in and referee our trainings and things like that. So you get an understanding of what they ref and how they ref and so on and so on. But um, look, they're always going to be a big part. And no doubt there'll be some contentious moments that will be debated about. And we love it on radio, so it helps us as well. Um, But yeah. Referees do play a big part, but I don't think they look too far ahead of it. It's more of a week-to-week uh, situation. Kempi, we're just going to tack right here. Do you know the Kiwis test schedule? Has it been held up due to Players Association? <laughs> Maybe no Kiwis test this year, James oh, from Monica? It's funny. I did the Waz Up podcast last night. You know, really, really good chat um, in and around everything rugby league. And, and we talked about the schedule, you know. One of the one of the, the things the International Rugby League come out with every year and the NZRL come out is we're going to have a calendar and you're going to know what internationals you're going to be playing for the next five or six years. Mate, nobody knows. We don't know mm. if there's a game against Australia at the end of the year. I don't know if it's held up in the CBA. Um, Poon, just you're asking somebody who's got no idea about all that sort of stuff, the international game, and which is really sad because you're seven weeks out from the, the season ending for eight clubs and whether or not they're going to be preparing for an international game, those boys that are going to be missing out. And for me, that's just a it's, it's a, an indication of where we are in international football. Yeah, everyone, in, 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 for instance, in rugby, they gear up this time of year. Like they pull their black jersey out, they put it on, they know exactly what's coming, the championship, you know, into the, into the World Cup. It's a big year, uh, it's not like that every year, but every year they know what's coming up. Well, unfortunately mm. we can't say the same thing for our boys, the Kiwi boys. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy to not really have an understanding that we know potentially when our Kiwis, that aura of the black jersey is going to be played. Hopefully we can get some clarity for you out there, our listeners, and understanding when the Kiwis will play next. Uh, a couple of more messages. Ricardo, you didn't quite read my text out properly. I was cheekily suggesting that Fozzie is proving to be a good assistant coach under Ryan and Smith, which is what most people perceive him to be more his rightful position. I thought, that's what, I thought that's what Ricardo said. Like, he must, I don't know, that's exactly what I thought you were getting at. I'd like to say I just... I think Fozzie got his assistants wrong at the start. And now we're seeing the best coaches, best assistant coaches, having a real impact on the game. And it just shows that Jace Ryan and Joe Smith and Scott McLeod, that combination is starting to show signs. The innovation, the different thoughts that are coming in, we're starting to see uh, improvements. So, you know, just to help Fozzie there, I think he's got his assistants wrong, and now he's starting to get the mix Right, so uh, there you go. There you go, Richard. Hopefully that answered your question. And ask Shannon if he can bring his brother Tyson to the WARS. We'll get Kimpy's <laughs> reaction to that after the well, break. He'll probably play soon. for the Kiwis too. <laughs> <laughs> back soon. Support your immune health with Go Healthy Pro Immune Support 60s from Chemist Warehouse, now 3349. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Coming up to 8 o'clock and a couple of messages here. One from Pete with Smith and Ryan available when Foster first named his assistants. Uh, well, Jace Ryan pledged his allegiance to 
Scotty Robinson, so no, he wasn't available. And Joe Smith, I'm unsure. I don't think so. I think uh, that was the reason. Scotty had his assistance, and then Fozzie had his assistance, and obviously they went with Foster and co., and that's how that all panned out, Pete. So, uh, And then, obviously, Jace Ryan had an opportunity to go and coach the All Blacks, something he's dreamed of for a very long time, and he made that shift. And then Joe Smith was available with the Blues, and he got asked the question from Fozzie. So went over there, Ricardo. Yeah, I was going to ask you about because I thought that uh, the Brad Moore move was a good move from Fozzie. Mm. I thought he was – yeah, and you you played uh, under Brad a bit, didn't you? Um, what was what was he like? Yeah. Were you surprised he didn't yeah, work Brad out? Yeah, Brad was uh, – yep. Brad was was uh, look. I've been coached by him for for a couple of years, and and look, he had a good mind, a wonderful mind. The only downside, I just didn't know if he had the buy-in from from the players um, and the creativity. Look, he's doing great things for Scotland, so probably just wasn't the right mix for him with the All Blacks. But he's gone over. He's had a taste of Wales rugby with the Ospreys. He's coached over there. He's over in Scotland doing good things. Um, he's a good coach. He's a good coach, but uh, I just didn't think the mix. Uh, worked for him so uh, yeah he's doing things over and overseas now we've lost him and now we've got this team of Smith and Ryan doing great things coming up we've got some NBL keep those messages coming through Kempi Nemea Tialara would be tasty <laughs> oh yeah now I'm starting to warm up <laughs> get it on alright Dean Lonergan hope that you're listening here's Kaza with the news for Kubota together we're shaping and building New Zealand Support your immune health with Go Healthy Pro Immune Support 60s from Chemist Warehouse, now 3349. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. And that is it, full time in Levin. And in the end, the opening shield challenge of the season goes the way of the holders, too strong, and they've outclassed Horofenua Kapiti here today, living by 68 points to seven. This time, it's enough on it, Santner. Similar stroke to what Bravo played just previously. Santner. Handu, bring on the golf swing to your batting niche. Does not oh it. no! Done it up again, Jordan Natai with another three. Forty-seven as a crack, ninety-one. Jordan Natai with the, coming up on the performance of the season. Thunder! Welcome back, Izzy Kempe for breakfast. SCNZ just after eight o'clock. It's been a big couple of hours. We'll be talking all sport, Warriors, rugby, football. Umanga Jensen, MPC, everything's been on the show and we're going to tack right and talk some NBL soon. But if you haven't seen it, go and check out Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, the SCNZ breakfast page, and have a little look 
And Mr. Tony, a.k.a. Buckets Kemp, as he uh, dons the arc with no hoop in sight out in the SENZ car park. Kempy, you think you got a bit of razzle? Let it rain, brother. Let it rain. KFC buckets, maybe. <laughs> KFC buckets. <laughs> oh, oh, cut it out. You remember the, the oh. years, you know, like when you couldn't afford a basketball hoop? And it'll be interesting to see if Jordan's <laughs> got the same story. But yeah. You go inside and you find the, the rubbish bin and you're like, mum's not here, so I'm going to cut that rubbish bin in half. I'm going to hang it on the wall and that can be my basketball hoop. You would have done the same, wouldn't you, Kempe? Mate, I, I, got, I got one better than that. They put me in the they put me in the school basketball team straight out of first 15 because they needed a defender. And the ball yep. fell to me and I just ran down the court at 100 miles an hour <laughs> and I forgot the two-step rule and I went straight out of the ring. I just threw it at the ring <laughs> and it, it bounced off the backboard and went back the halfway, mate. It was that like, was the footage I used this morning. I looked at, I looked at the bench, mate, and the, and the PE teacher, who was the basketball coach, he was a freak. He just looked at me and started laughing. I was like, oh, mate, you didn't tell me how to shoot. <laughs> Tony Travel Kemp. What about this one, Kempe? Get your young sister to stand there, create a little hoop with her arms, and then you just scone her right on the noggin. <laughs> you're like, sorry, young sis. Oh, so good. Anyway, we'll see if Jordan Artai has had similar upbringing and had to innovate in his thoughts trying to get a basketball hoop. Jordan Artai, Hawks Bay Hawks, Ford, and the Sales NBL is joining us this morning. Morning, Jordan. Morning, the fellas. I appreciate you coming on the show. We are just talking about some innovation or some thoughts of trying to get a hoop when we are growing up. I cut the rubbish bin in half and hung it on the wall, got my young sister to stand there with a hoop, sconed her in the face. She was a perfect backboard for a little alley-oop. You got any similar stories growing up? Oh, I mean, I started basketball quite late, so my one's always started with like a scrunched-up piece of paper and just a rubbish bin, bro. So, and honestly, I'm not going to lie, it was probably some of my homework that I just ended up screwing up anyway and put thrown in the rubbish bin. So, <laughs> so yeah. Oh, we're on the same page. I'm the same, mate. Uh, except I didn't. I, I had Dad's uh, TAB newspaper, so he wasn't very happy with that. Um, <laughs> but mate, look, let's talk about that performance. 47 points against the Jets. Eight from 13 from beyond the arc. You were on fire, mate. Can you just take us through that moment of when you're feeling it? What does it feel like, brother? Yeah, I mean, I started off pretty well. Like, I didn't, I don't think I shot a shot an outside shot until late in the second quarter. So everything was kind of just layups or free throws. So that kind of got my rhythm going. And I think after that, the basket just felt like the ocean. Like I could just throw anything in, and and it would just go in. Um, but honestly, bro, like it just felt like an out of body experience in a way. Like when you're in, or I feel like when anyone's in that type of mindset and they just got the rhythm going, like. You just don't recognise it until people talk to you about it after the game and you're like, oh, well, I really did just do that. So I couldn't actually tell you exactly what was going through my head at the time because I felt like it was, again, an out-of-body experience. But, yeah, the the basket just felt like the ocean. Now I could just throw the ball in it and just go in. Now you've had that feeling now and it's it's difficult to follow up a solid performance and try and get back that rhythm. Have you got any things that you, you take, like the mental side of the game, to ensure when things get frustrating, you're able to get back on track? Yeah, I mean, I think with a performance like that, it's definitely a confidence booster. And mm. I guess if you are having a tough time in the next game or whatever, then you know 
what you're capable of and you kind of just try to revert back to that. But then you also think about just going back to the basics, okay? How do I get my rhythm going again? Like, try and get a couple easy baskets and see the ball go through the hoop, uh, get fouled, go to the free throw line, earn a couple from there. Um, but I think having a performance like that, the confidence is high. Um, and then if you don't, knowing what you're capable of and just going back to the fundamentals. That's it's fantastic. Jordan, uh, Justin Nelson reckons it's the best performance he's seen from an individual in the five seasons that he's uh, seen it. Mate, those 47 points and, of course, making it through to the finals. How important is it for you guys to be uh, playing in the finals? Yeah, I mean, it's massive because I feel like um, the way we started the season, especially at home, it was looking a bit, bit rocky. It didn't look like we were about to make the top six, um, but I feel like I was more happy about us getting top six just prior because of all the because of how up and down our season has been than I actually was about individual performance. Because um, looking back at last year, you, I think it was like ten wins was the minimum you had to get to get in, to get into the top six, and then we managed to get in there with seven, I think. So um, to see that's also a credit to how how much the league has grown with a lot of talent mm. that's come back. But um, no, nah, I'm really excited because I think. For now, this is where the season starts for us, top six, because it's anyone's game now. It's one and done, and you're and, and you're gone. Scoring points hasn't been a problem. You're averaging about 92 points per game, but uh, you know statistically against, you're averaging about 93. So defensively, how do you shore up that? Yeah, it's just going back to to what just keeping it simple. I mean, I think earlier on we're still trying to figure out how each other play and how how we're going to be more effective on the court defensively. But I think as the season went on, we've just we've just taken it back to the simple things like play hard, play physical, box out, and rebound. Like, we're not the biggest team um, in this league, but if we bring the physicality and we control the rebounds, I, f- I feel like that creates a lot of our offense because once we are able to get stops, we can just get out and get easy laps on the fast break. Um, but... Our main focus has been the defensive end, and I, I feel like that's what's flipped the switch for us to actually get into this top six. So you make the top six, and you've got the Nuggets and uh, the Tuatara. The Tuatara losing a couple of games late there. Are, are they the two teams to beat? Oh, for sure. I mean, the Tuatara are a very experienced and talented squad, but at the end of the day, top six is top six. Like, you got one game, and you can catch any team on a bad day, and if it's, if you're hitting anything... That's them going home, and last year I experienced that. Like with the Saints last year, we had a, we probably had the most talented squad in the league, and we went up against the Tuatara, and they just brought it that day, and we were sent home packing. So it's just anyone's game at the end of the day. Well, you look at the Nuggets last year; anything can happen in the playoffs. They punched their way and won yeah. the title, and uh, they're there again. So anything can happen. You t- covered it right then and there. But you're taking on the Canterbury, Canterbury Rams, who finished their season with a win over the Bulls. What are the Hawks looking at that to progress against the, the Canterbury Rams this Thursday? Yeah, I mean, we we've lost both games against them. I mean, we had a we had our first game against them at home, and it went into triple overtime. Um, and then when we played them down in Christchurch, I think they gave us a good, they gave us a good one. So I think for us, knowing knowing how they play, I mean they've added Corey Webster, which is a whole different dynamic. Um, he's a high quality caliber player, but I feel like if we just stick to what's been working for us with getting stops, playing with pace, 
um, I think we can control we can control our own destiny in that in that sense. But um, they are a very talented squad, and we're going to have to be on point with everything, especially our defensive schemes. Well, weeps, there ain't no Jordan, four-time NZNBL <laughs> champion, winning three with the Wellington Saints and one with the Otago Nuggets. So, how important have you been this week? You got that uh, finals mentality? Oh yeah, bro. I mean, this whole build-up has been like from day dot when I got down to the bay to to basically now has been preparing for this top six moment, and then also on top of that, it's been preparing for the Tall Blacks. Like that's. Those have been my two focuses, is getting in top six, getting that opportunity in the finals and letting that play out and then hopefully everything just takes care of itself and that helps me carry that momentum over into the Tall Blacks. Yeah, Jordan, so it's a big season coming up for you, mate. How, how I mean, you've, you've been around the league, you've played for the Saints, the Nuggies, uh, the Jets, the Mountaineers as well. What attracted you to the Hawks and what's it been like uh, playing under uh, un- under that crew there, Jared Kenny, of course, still playing on court, but also the GM and things. How, how, how's that experience been? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because playing with JK, he, like he was my first uh, roommate as a, when I was a tall black when I was a young boy when I debuted with them. So I've known him for a while, and then also we played in Cairns together, so we've had a good relationship there. But last year when I was injured and me and my partner were about to have a, were having a baby. He, his first message was, "Hey, bro, I think uh, Hawks Bay is a great place to raise a baby." <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so that's where we kind of kicked off the conversation. And then um, I've never I've never really played in Hawks Bay, but I'm going to tell you it's probably one of the better places to live. And he wasn't he wasn't lying when he said it's a it's a nice place to raise a baby. It's beautiful down here. It's not too cold. The weather's nice. But um, I think just having that relationship um, relationship with him throughout the years um, and just knowing what he brings to the table, not only on the court, but knowing him as a person off the court has been great. Um, so that kind of, and then the talent, the talents of roster that they've been able to put around the Hawks for a couple of years now has been, has been awesome. And so that kind of ignited and started having more of the conversations and that just made me put pen to paper. Are you calling Hawks Bay home? Because I'm a Hawks Bay lad, and I really appreciate that <laughs> statement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to go that far just yet. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, putting it all for me is always going to be home. But like, mm. I think I always said this: like, uh, Hawks Bay's been the best weather I've ever had playing in the NZNBL. Like, it's it's, be, it's been beautiful. Like, it's not very often where I'm able to go wake up in the morning take my daughter for a walk and not have to take two puffer jackets, a hoodie, and cover her up with a rain jacket and all that, where I can actually go out and just just a t-shirt and shorts, and then we can just go for a walk and be on our way. So I think that's been pretty good. What do you mean, bro? you got a roof on the stadium. You don't have to deal with that rain. You're undercover. Oh, bro. (laughs) Bro, it's almost colder inside the gym than it is outside. <laughs> oh, beautiful! Hey, you from Porirua, so you didn't uh, don the basketball court with uh, the one and only TJ Perinara, who actually thinks he's a bit of a baller. Yeah, bro. So I, I've known TJ since intermediate, bro. So, <laughs> like, like, like. Obviously, you know him pretty well as well. But I mean, great. When I when I first started getting into the whole basketball scene, at when I got to Mana College, um, he was always the one that he's always a competitive guy, bro, and couldn't tell him couldn't tell him no to anything and didn't matter how <laughs> how good you were or how good of a shooter he thought he was but 
Yeah, nah, he he's always been that guy, bro. Like anything, if you even if you beat him, bro, he'll say, "Oh, it was just your lucky mm. day" type thing. But, <laughs> but yeah, nah, I good. hate I hate to say it, he's actually pretty good at basketball, and I'll never ever say it to his face. But he's schooled <laughs> me up a couple of times on the court. I think I got a, me a Dirk Nowitzki little fadeaway. But anyway, brother, we appreciate <laughs> we appreciate you coming on the show. Outstanding uh, performance up against the Jets. You're in the playoffs now, and uh, all the best taking on the Canterbury Rams, mate, and doing for the Bay proud. Uh, yeah, go well, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers. Jordan Artai there. Yeah, but how tall is TJ? Because he strikes me as a bit of a Spud Webb. Do you remember Spud Webb? Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's tiny. He's not, not that tall. He'd be up to my shoulders. But, man, oh, I hate saying it. He's so competitive. He is so competitive, and he's got handles. He's got handles. He's got a jumper. He can get to the room, get to the board. Like we used to train up in Auckland at Les Mills in the Auckland gym there, and out the back they've got the basketball court. So after every gym session, all the boys are out there having one-on-one, 3v3, having a full-on, like harder than training. You go there, have a three-on-three, and then you go training and go out there and get absolutely pummeled at training. So, yeah, he could have been a good basketball player, Teach. Mm. Nice, nice. Spud Webb. There's a... He's, I don't, I don't know. How, old, how tall is TJ? He's bit, I mean, Spud Webb's 5'6". He's taller than that, isn't he? Oh, he'd be taller than that. <laughs> yeah, that's small. <laughs> that's tiny. But look, I'll give it to TJ. He's, he's probably about 6-something. Six 6-something six for sure, but um, he's, he's <laughs> oh, one of the bigger... He, he's, a, he's one of the bigger halfbacks. Right, okay. He's one of the bigger okay. halfbacks. But if you look at the uh, finals and the playoffs, like when you look at it, Tuatara been flying pretty nicely. The Nuggets got off to a good start. I think they were eight or no mm. at the start of the NBL, and they fell away a wee bit. Like if anything can happen. Nuggets came from nowhere last year and won it. Tuatara, if anyone outside the top two, who are you picking? I think that Rams team. I mean, I hate to say because we just had Geordie on, but that Rams team were were putting pressure on that top two all season. They were there or thereabouts. So, yeah, and then you can't discount the Saints. The Saints squad's pretty good too, although they, they struggled. They had a really bad start and had to had to put the – they did the opposite of the Nuggets, basically. Started rubbish and, and finished well. I, I think well, that's I th- how you finish. I think you've got to take Jordan, you know, like the confidence that he takes into that, saying, you know, it's a top six and anyone can win it. I think you have to take the Hawks mm. quite seriously when they go out and they beat the the Tour uh, Taro, you know, like as a as a form guide. You know, they're, they're actually going all right. Mm. So – yeah, I like that line that he said. You know, it was like throwing the ball into the ocean. They just keep keep going in yeah. the hoop. You know, it's, it's, if he's if he's seen if he's seen the rim like that, mate, I wouldn't put it past him. He gets another forty points. Yeah, man. And, and the the top two teams, they get a week off. Mm. They have a week off, a well earned week off, but it can disrupt the team as well. And these teams are going to go on with uh, playoff. Uh, physically playoff game minutes, and it's going to count for a hell of a lot. So Bayhawks got a chance. Our SCNZ Otago Nuggets. Todd Withers. I've got a Withers singlet, Kempi. You didn't get one. Cause of... Sorry about that. Um, but um, really looking forward to seeing <laughs> how it is. So you sorry. just keep turning left, mate. He sounded so sorry, didn't he? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to. I just had to. And what do we have to do? We have to shoot off and come back because there's a couple of messages here, lads, in regards to Peter Umanga Jensen 
and a bit on the NZR and a bit of NPC as well. But that was Jordan Nata. If you missed that or you missed any of our chats this week or in the past, head over to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on the SCNZ app and you'll get all our up-to-date interviews. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. The lawns and you get the, the, lard, the yard looking a bit... Better than it was. So I got the mother launch on the Kubota Mower, so I'm absolutely happy. Coming up, lads, we're going to talk some NPC because we want to know who you're backing. You out there, double eight, double three. If you guys are having a bet and betting with your brain and not your heart, who would you back in the NPC to win? That's a good question from Cam from Cambridge. I'm backing with my heart. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go my heart. I'm always going to back Hawks Bay, but outside of Hawks Bay, I'd go Canterbury, Wellington, Tasman. I thought I'd take Canterbury to take it out. That's who I'm probably predicting, Kempi. Northland could be a smoky. They made the semis last year. Yeah, I'm going the uh, Yarrow Taranaki Bulls, of course. Um, mate, if they could field their right team, if you have a look at their side, you know, Daniel Rona from Waitara obviously played for the Chiefs. He, he went pretty well out there in midfield. But, you know, you throw all the three Barrett boys in there. You've got Tupu Vite, um along with Josh Law in the back row. You know, you're starting to look at... Um, and, and put a fit to it 5 a five starting to look at a decent team if they could actually get them on the pitch. But um, I tend to agree with you. I think with those All Blacks out and it starts to get a little bit hard for them, then you start to look at the, the top teams, Canterbury, the Lions and probably Tasman. Mm. Carter? Well, I think you've got to look at teams that have got a, f- a bunch of fringe All Blacks who maybe aren't mm. going to be playing against the Wallabies and the Bledisloes, uh, and they'll want them to get some game time. So who are those players that are, are good enough to be All Blacks but uh, maybe aren't quite in the 23? So I'm thinking, you know, maybe Auckland. Um, they, uh, is RTS going to run around for them? They're going to have Akira mm. probably going to play most of those games as well. Um, they've got they've got a pretty good side as well. So I mean, yeah, I think that's uh, and and Kimpy mentioned I've got no Taranaki ties, but how much better did the Naki look last season when Peter Fether was allowed to have a run at ten for them? Mm. They, I, I think uh, that's probably something to take into consideration. The other thing to take into consideration as well, lads, is Tasman. They got David Harvilly there. He's mm. back training with them. How much is he going to play? Is he going to be in the thought process of the All Blacks going forward? Ethan Blackhead is going to make a comeback. Quinn and Strange, Tava Tava Nawai, mm. Mitch Hunt's back at the helm. Um, they'll have uh, Maka Springer that's played for the New Zealand 20s and uh, uh, the Crusaders as well. So they've got a nice squad there. If mm. the All Blacks and they aren't able to make that squad, they'll be playing a hell of a lot of NPC. So, uh, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. But let us know on double eight double three NPC. Who are your picks? And who are you looking forward to seeing run out in your local jerseys? I know you're all passionate um, provincial rugby supporters, so we'd love to hear from you in double eight double three. We've got some uh, Paulie Mwari coming up. We're going to have a catch up with Paulie, see where the TAB odds are going, if he's having a wee dabble, if he's going to stop some certain horse or maybe a team getting, the, getting them paid. We'll find out soon. Here's Kaza with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand.
That's the way you do it. Paulie Mawati from TAB. He's on the phone right now. We're going to catch up and bit live on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Paulie Mawati. How you doing, brother? Yeah, good, is he? How, how are the boys? We're good, mate. We're good. We're up and about. Enjoying this morning. Talking a bit of NBL, bit of rugby. Kempi's love racing didn't steer us into anything, so hopefully I'm asking if you can help us, mate. What do you got? Anything you can anchor today? The anchor? <laughs> well, you're calling me the anchor, but uh, you stopped the uh, Warriors hooker from scoring a try on the weekend, so yeah, you tell me who's the real anchor. <laughs> hey, did your, bet, did your bet last week win from Doomden that you gave Kirsten B? No, no, it was terrible. Should have, should have, backed, should have backed Mark Duplessy. He had a day there. I think he rode three winners on the day, uh, including, a, I think, a 20 or $30 shot. So, yes, stick with the Kiwis when you're over there. That's what I think. So um, I learnt my lesson, um, but I'm trying to make some money this weekend. Of course, the Open Championship. Um, starts this weekend. Of course, we've just had the Scottish Open where Rory McIlroy um, came out on top finally, um, beating um, the local boy Bobby Mack, Robert Robert McIntyre. Uh, and, of course, uh, Benny Arn was in there as well. And Scotty Scheffler, um, I think, finished fourth or fifth. So McIlroy is currently our Open Championship uh, favourite at $7.50. Scotty Scheffler... On the second line of betting at $8.50, John Rams at 15 Cameron Smith at 16 uh, Tommy Fleetwood, who was there or thereabouts in the Scottish Open as well, in those um, those huge wins that they had on the final day. Um, they were struggling to keep the ball on the greens. Um, but Tommy Fleetwood, he's at 21, and Brooks Kepka at 22. So uh, Roy McIlroy has been very, very popular with punters, certainly after his Scottish Open uh, victory, and he's looking to add to his, I think it's his 2014 Open Championship uh, victory. Mm. Um, and after that win uh, in Scotland, you'd think he'd be a very, very good chance here. So McIlroy at 750 favourite. Um, just having a look down the page. For our man, Ryan Fox, he's $76 to win the Open Championship. Ryan Fox, I think he finished around seven or six under uh, at the Scottish Open, so he showed um, some pretty good form there. Um, and I'm going to say the win probably won't bother him too much, um, not like some of the other players. So $76 on Ryan Fox, no surprises. He's been very well backed as well to win the Open Championship. Boosted odds. For Kepka, Fowler, or Fleetwood to win the Open is eight dollars fifty. That's a good bet. It's a good bet. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting to. Um, I know the boys are working on a few other uh, markets for the Open Championship, but yeah, keep your eyes open because there'll be plenty of power plays. Uh, and a few boosted odds as well for you to get stuck into. I know you love your boosted odds and your power plays, Izzy, so there'll be plenty coming out in the next day or two for the Open Championship. Um, just having a look a wee bit further up the page, the FIFA Women's World Cup. Of course, we're only a couple of days away now from the kickoff of the 2023 tournament. Uh, the Football Ferns got a tough opening assignment up against the Norwegians. They're $9.50, the Football Ferns. They've been back, though. The punters are getting on. And Norway are $1.22 to win the first match of the tournament. And the Matildas, hot favourites, they're $1.22 to beat Republic of Ireland. We've got a number of promotions uh, on 
the Football World Cup, the Hot Streak bonus. We've got the um, correct score bonus back. Uh, just head to the Punters Lounge on the TAB website to check out all the T's and C's around those promotions. There's a few others as well that I haven't mentioned yet, but yeah, it, it, we're, the the atmosphere, the sort of energy here in um, Batonia just really started to build as we get closer to uh, kick-off on Thursday night. And Carl sent a message for you, um, uh, Paulie. How did Big Ma- B- B-Max horse Stokes go? You stopped that one too, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, unlucky bands. You can't win them all. <laughs> you can't win them all. It came second, Carl. It came second. So sorry about that. Quickly, Paul, before we let you go, we're talking about an NPC. Any odds out on the NPC? And uh, who are you favouring? Not with uh, your heart. Let's have a little bow peep here. Of course, uh, we've got the Ramfilly Shield tomorrow. Uh, Wellington mm-hmm. taking on South Canterbury. Um, Wellington, well, they're pretty much unbackable in their head-to-head market. South Canterbury, uh, $18. Wellington already uh, had a successful uh, challenge uh, against Horofunua Kapiti last week. Uh, In terms of the NPC, no surprises. Here we go. Canterbury at the top of the table there, uh, $4, although they're equal favourites with Wellington, also $4 to win the MPC. Uh, Auckland and Waikato are both six fifty. Tasman at $8, and then we're into double figures uh, after that. But, yep, Canterbury very well backed again. Yeah, deja vu. Here we go again. Um, what are the magpies paying? $13, Hawks Bay. 13 mm, Okay. Giving away you, money. You like, Absolutely. You, oh, you like a little bit of your, your old hometown there, do you, is he? Yeah, that's why I love donating to the TAB, because I can't get away from betting with my heart, not my head. But, hey, both don't work. All right, All right Paulie. We appreciate you, brother. Anything else before we let you go, bro? Uh, oh, just the Ashes, of course. The fourth test uh, test starts uh, this week. England two twenty five, Australia two forty nine. The draws at four dollars and five cents. Um, there's a boosted odds market here. Broad to dismiss Warner in both innings, boosted from five out to seven dollars. Talking to giving away money. <laughs> Warner has been Broad's bunny uh, this series, hasn't he? So um, that's career. not bad from the boys. <laughs> exactly, Ricardo. Yeah, what's, I, I, can't, I was trying to remember the stat, and that was before the last test. I think Broad had got uh, Warner out like 15 times in his test career or something. Yeah, he, he, he wouldn't mind if Warner was uh, batting one, two, three, four, five, six, and 7. <laughs> oh, Broadie. Yeah, I, re- I reckon Broadie has his kids out on Easter morning looking, keeping an eye out for David Warner to see if he's dropped off the eggs. <laughs> I wonder if he, when he walks past him at the crease, he goes, any Easter eggs, boy? <laughs> hey, hey, no, Australians don't carry on like that. They don't carry on. Only the, only, only the English fans. Only English fans. We can't have enough of that. None of that there, Paulie Mighty. All right, Paulie, <laughs> we'll let you go, brother. Tomorrow, Avondale, I want you to anchor something. Not stop it. I want you to pick something, I'll fi- okay? I'll find something for us. I will. All right. Paulie Moati, watching Bet Live on your favourite sports and, sports and racing at tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. You heard the odds, NPC lads. Yeah, Wellington, Canterbury, Auckland, Waikato. The powerhouses. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I've just yep. been I've been looking through that Auckland squad 
while we while we were uh, on in the ads before. And man, it looks it's pretty stacked. You know, Alex Hodgman, the Lay brothers, Marcel Renata, Angus Tarvel, if he's back fit, Lenny Upasai, uh, Robbie Abel as hooker options, um, Patrick Tuipulotu, Akira Yuani, Adrian Choate, Blake Gibson, <laughs> Nico Jones. You know, and then you go out the back. You got Funaki. You got uh, Harry Plummer. You got Corey Evans, AJ Lamb, uh, Caleb Clark, Salisi uh, Rayasi. Uh, Bryce Heen, Zahn Sullivan, and RTS. Those guys are all in that Auckland NPC squad. You keep talking about it, Rick. You'll convince yourself to put a bet on, okay? Just keep talking about it. (laughs) You'll get there. I can see it it turning. The wheels are turning. You'll get there. Six footy is good coin (laughs) on that team. Get on. Good good individual players. Mm. Mm. I'll tell you one to follow just before we go. Is, I'll tell you one to follow. Cylinder came back, had his first troll yesterday, and absolutely hands and healed it. So follow that into its first race. We'll keep an eye out when that uh, that one's racing. But um, put that in your little black book. Cylinder, the first start this spring. Oh, okay. I'll put that in the in the book, Kempi, and I'll probably end up stopping that as well. <laughs> Don't you fellas know how to pronounce Hawksbay? <laughs> Don't you fellas know how to pronounce? Taranaki. Taranaki. Yes, we do. Counties Monaco, Tasman. That is from Steffi. Sorry, Steffi, I just cannot find myself to say it, okay? And I'm not going to say it anymore. Anyway, we'll shoot away and we'll come back and we've got plenty of messages coming through. Care for your digestive health with Nutrilife Probiotic 50 Billion 60s from Chemist Warehouse, now $29.49. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, welcome back. We're a couple of minutes away. We passed the baton over to Stockley Smith, so looking forward to that. And uh, a couple of messages coming through on double eight double three from Jared. Good morning, chaps. You know it, Tasman all day. And then another one here from Brendan. Tasman may have the likes of Makaleo, Quinn and Strange, Putty Putty Parkinson, Max Hicks, Ethan Blackadder, Anton Segner, Noah Hotham, Mitch Hunt, David Harvilli, Nankerville, Levi Omoa, Timothy Tavatavanawai, Whanganuku, Maka Springer. Brendan. Well, there's five of those guys they probably won't have mm. for the most part, right? Because they're not yeah. they're not going to get well, – Ethan Blackadder might get a couple of games. but David Ethan Harvilli, will have a crack. Yeah, David Harvilli. Leicester, they won't have Leicester, I don't think. And I guess – Question marks over Harvey and Nankerville, depending on what the All Blacks do. I think Harvey will play. He's got to have some game time. It's been a while, been a few months now between drinks. So I'm, I reckon he'll have a couple of cracks and maybe punch his way into the AB. Still got a chance. But Ethan Blackett will definitely get a chance. Um, Firing a Niku, he'll be straight in, back into that All Blacks team. But uh, when you read off those names, pretty solid squad there. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty solid, all right. Mm. Pretty solid, all right. Don't mind it. Don't mind it. Go the steamers from Josh, the real bay. <laughs> Thank you. He's <laughs> just reminding you, is he? He's just reminding me. Yes, you are the bay at the moment. The steamers could be a chance. Looking forward to seeing how they play out. Counties to take the shield off Wellington. Ooh, that'd be an interesting one. And the stags up the stampede. Look, look out for mate Hayden Michaels and Blair Ryle from Mark. The Stags. Can the Stags get back to winning ways from back in the day? I can't see it. I'm sorry, Mark. I just can't see it. But you know you know who uh, Wellington's first uh, shield challenge of the season is once the NPC kicks off? Mm. Who's that? Southland. Stags. Yeah. Staggies. You reckon? Can you see it happening? Oh, I can't. No. 
<laughs> when was the last time they had it? it? Was when they took it off Canterbury, wasn't it? Stash. Yeah, Jamie McIntosh. Yeah. They had it down here, and, and there's that famous video of John Hardy absolutely hammered uh, with uh, Stainbridge, I think his name is, the, the journalist, on, on the news, and he just has an absolute mere. But the Stags, I think they're a long way from Stand going. Away. And what about that team? <laughs> no, was it Mark Sainbridge, I think? Sainsbury. Um, Sainsbury. Sainsbury, that's his name. Sorry about that. What about that team? What about that team that that's running on a one point eight VTEC at the moment? They, 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 they wear buckets. They Do they wear buckets? Yeah, I think they call themselves the Turbos. Why would you call yourself the, tur- the Turbo and wear a bucket? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's a great question. Why, why is it Kimpy? Why got, do they do that? I got no is that idea. to block I, out the turbo noise? I thought you put, I thought you carry a V eight when you're not a bucket. Or one point five liter. Turbo. <laughs> Tell you what, <laughs> sorry, it's not the worst idea. If you, if you've got if you own the KFC in Palmy or Fielding, why don't you do your buckets in green? You'd sell more. Yeah, that's a that's a good option. We'll ask Staffy. We'll, we'll maybe leave that up to kids. Why do they have a bucket and they're called the turbos? It'd be interesting to hear his answer. But we know who's one-eyed magpies. He's coming up. Ian Smith would be here to him.